Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio. Now, before we get started, I wanted to encourage you to go give a listen to the podcast in general. Um, the most recent episode, of course, being the last Sunday episode, which was all about um, well-written shows and what it, what what good writing, in my opinion at least, looks like. So definitely go check that out. Um, some other episodes that you can go check out include the episode all about Shirobako's the movie and um, the episode all about Chainsaw Man. Shirobako the movie is actually the first episode of the year and Shirobako, um, uh, uh, Shirobako the movie is the first episode of the year and Chainsaw Man is the last episode of 2022. So go check those out if you are all interested in either of those things. Um, but on that note... I'm going to do something that I do usually once a season because once a season is really all you need. But we're not going to be talking about a specific show here, but we're going to be doing kind of my previews of shows that I'm interested in, shows that I'm watching, that I plan on watching for like the whole season. Um, I'm not going to commit to these shows. Except for one, which in rare case I'm just going to commit to right now just watching the whole damn thing. And sometimes these shows show up in on the, sh- on the podcast as with episodes dedicated to them. But usually if I say, hey, these are shows I'm looking at and that I'm watching right now. I It's usually because I'm compelled to at least mention them on the podcast because I think they're interesting in some way. So... On that note, usually what I do here is I pick three shows that I'm watching because I do, you know, work for a living and have a life and I'm not going to do the full 40 (laughs) of this season and, like, blow out my brain. I just, I can't, I can't, I'm I'm a person out in this world, man. I've I've only got so much time. But um, on that note, there's three shows I'm going to be talking about. One is going to be, like, the big show. And then the other two are probably are things that flew under the radar for me. And after I watched the first episode, I'm like, no, I'm sticking around for the rest of this, hopefully. And the first the first show, the, the big boy, is the one kind of everybody's going to be talking about this season for good or ill. And that is... The remake, the Big Daddy, the the six billion double dollar man himself.
Trigun Stampede. Now, um, I've talked to Cosplay Fiend on this podcast. Um, you can go check out that episode in the feed in whatever app you're using to listen to me right now. But he is like, he is all the way on this show, and he has really good points about why he thinks it does not work in the same way the last the last um, adaptation of Trigun worked. And I totally take those points. I think they're that that he is totally right in that score. It is not the Trigun that we have all known and loved. And if you don't know the original Trigun, you could go watch it on Crunchyroll. I think they might even have the dub. Um, but you can definitely go watch that show. It is worth your time to watch that show. I think it's like 26 episodes. Um, so a normal like two-season round of anime. Um, it is infamous for a reason, is what I will say. It is. It is part of the like anima of like the anime pantheon the anime like curriculum for a reason um the thing that cosplay fiend brought up in his tiktok which you can definitely go watch and i encourage you to go check out cosplay fiend on tiktok he's one of the better anime content creators on that platform in my opinion that's why i reached out to and talked to him on this podcast um but the thing that the new show doesn't do, and I suspect it doesn't do because it doesn't have to do it, is it doesn't lean on its soundtrack in the way that um, the original Trigon does. So if you've never seen the original Trigon, that show is really defined by its soundtrack and defined by this like combo of heavy metal and Old Westy themed like, saloon-style-themed music. And it gives the show this life that if you ripped the soundtrack out of that show, it would not have. It would still have, like, an emotional punch, but it doesn't have the emotional punch in the way that the soundtrack and even the soundscape of that show did. And so... My old friend Lauren, back when we were in college, um, one of the things we bonded over was that we both loved anime, and Trigun is one of her favorites, from what I understand. But a um, boyfriend that I knew at the time, um, not my boyfriend, but her boyfriend, he his reaction to that show was, nothing in this show moves. And that's not necessarily true. It's not untrue. It is a show with a very budget um, attitude towards its animation style. It, like a lot of that, a lot of what's happening in that show is very limited animation. It, in the way that lots of anime uses too great effect because it just costs a lot to do those beautiful sakuga moments that you get more and more frequently in super high-budget shows like Chainsaw Man. You wa- If you watch Chainsaw Man, you're like, oh, why is this so good? They just threw money and time at that show in a way that most shows just don't, don't have the luxury of doing because animation is a job and all the things that go with that, blah, blah, blah. But 
the way Trigun got around it, once again, is its music. It punctuated, you know, framed up characters with like a uh, like folksy blues sadness to the mu- to the backing track that made it feel that made that made that conveyed the feeling in a way that just the the image alone couldn't. This adaptation by Studio Orange is doing things in a different way. A, it's all CG, which is what Studio Orange is known for. But Studio Orange is known for making really beautiful CGI. The CGI in this is not the issue. The thing that you will see is a noticeable, or you will hear, is a noticeable absence of music, of a soundscape that feels the way the old one did. And... What I said on Instagram, you can go over to the um, podcast Instagram, which is lunchboxradio underscore podcast, and I posted a little vashed back thing, and I just straight up said, like, this is not that what that old thing was. It's doing a totally different thing. It's it's trying to be its own thing, as well it should. Um, and there will be people who don't like that. There will be people who don't like the fact that... Vashid backstory is totally up front. There are people who won't like the lack of mystery, the lack of... the lack of mystique and the lack of, certainly, music. Uh, but there are but there are the whole generation of people who they see Trigon and they see origin, the original Trigon adaptation, they're like, that's in 4-3 aspect ratio, no thank you. And... What I saw immediately with the first couple frames of this show, the first couple seconds of this show, is this thing is getting a huge budget. This thing is getting the time and attention that the show, that the property always deserved. And one of the things that I think a lot of us forget in the in the old Taku community is what I will say is that. We grew up loving this stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that was that the creators got to make what they wanted to make. Hilariously, a and I don't know how true this is, but I've heard it and it makes total sense. Hilariously, one of a lot of people's favorite Gundam shows, uh, G Gundam, which is hilariously almost absurdly racist was doing that on purpose to try and get itself cancelled. Because G Gundam was made as one of the first alternate universe Gundams. Basically to, like, harken back to what Gundam was all about, which was selling toys. And they were charged with a mission of basically debuting a new mobile suit almost every week. So they could have a new thing to sell in stores. And so, and nobody really wanted to do this on the G Gundam staff. So what they endeavored to do was make increasingly more racist. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Gundam designs to see if they could get Bandai to be fuck no, do whatever you want. <laughs> That's also true of um, Cowboy Bebop, which Cowboy Bebop was like given a mission of like. Okay, we don't care what you make as long as you make space as long as you've got spaceships that we can sell model kits of. 
And as soon as she arrived, Navi was like, well, okay, governor. <laughs> How about space jazz? Which is just, it's hilarious. Um, on, on both of those counts. Like, eventually you get to uh, a once-in-a-lifetime show like Cowboy Bebop. And a once-in-a-lifetime show like G Gundam. Cowboy Bebop is like we made we made a bunch of spaceships. Like, it's not what the show had seemed around. It's not what you thought you were asking for. You should have been more specific in your request, good sir. And G Gundam is like, oh, oh, we get to make this kick-ass fighting robot show, but you're gonna keep on our back. So eventually, we're gonna give you exactly what you want. But once again, you should have been more specific in your request, good sir. Because, oops, Tequila Gundam happened. <laughs> and my point there is, is that, like, there was a lot of compromises made up and through the 90s when people were, when artists were trying to make things they loved and companies on the other end were licensing them to make things because they wanted to had some grand vision of turning a profit, and in Trigun's in Trigun's case, that profit came because Trigun became immensely popular outside of Japan, and so like this thing that everybody that the team who made Trigun made just kind of gained a life of its own, and that solidifies almost with um the film Badland Rumble, which is a great Trigun thing. And it's like, it, if you're looking for, like, the prime, like, truest Trigun, that's probably it. <laughs> but what this is, is this is a return to the property because Badland Rumble was a success. Trigun, the original Trigun was a success in time. And now a studio gets to make something that has international legs. And they get to pour all the glitz and glamour into it. And that's part of the reason why I'm watching it. Because I want to see what they'll do when the restraints are pretty off. When, when they have no, like, when they have fairly little limitations. Because if you think about, if you think about Cowboy Bebop and that's what... Shinichiro Watanabe made when he was directed like it's gotta have spaceship it's gotta have some toy centric thing in it and that's what like that's what the swordfish that's how the swordfish gets made that's how all of these things happen all these very specific odd moments of spaceships happen in Cowboy Bebop I mean they have a space trucker episode in that they, they 100% were like oh they want spaceships we're gonna make give them a space truck we could give them long-haul trucker trucks, but in space. Let's go. Um, but when he was given kind of a, almost a blank check of, like, make the thing you want to make, he made this, he made Carol and, he made Carol and Tuesday. And Carol and Tuesday is, like, a dedicated, a thing that is dedicated to music, to the music industry, to all forms of music, to all styles of music, to specific musicians, to music producers, 
to instruments to everything about music and all of its excesses and all of its ridiculousness. If you haven't seen that show, hey, I encourage you to watch it. It's on net, both seasons of it are on Netflix. But if you need a like, if you need a um push to go watch it. Just just know that DJ Erdogan is like <laughs> quietly the whole like spectrum of celebrity DJ to struggling DJ back up to celebrity DJ and then back down to somewhere in the middle where he's like a normal person. <laughs> and his apartment at the beginning and like the beginning of that show it's a kind of ridiculous bullshit that just like musicians that like celebrity DJs kind of swim in in a way that's hilarious. But I, so that should give you a read of like reading the hey, go watch Carol on Tuesday. But I'm really looking to see what Trigun looks like when a studio gets a hold of it and they're like, they're like, we're going to make this whole ass thing. We're gonna make. We're just gonna make this whole last thing, and we can, and we are going to. So that I, it, and it's fine if you love the old show and you don't like this one. I totally get that. The old show has moments in it that are heartbreaking in their beauty, soul stealing in their like visual rest. It is, in a way, animation at its finest. And at its most craft and, like, quick shot. But I just, I'm interested to see what this thing will be when they take a second bite at the apple, so to speak. On that note, um, the next show I want to talk about is a show called... Um, the show called, uh, I mean, it's called Monogatari, but it's called, but the subtitle is Vengeful Spirits, Monogatari. And this show, I'm sure flies under the radar, will probably fly under the radar for a lot of people. The next two are going to be fly under the radar shows. It's about a young man who... It's essentially like a a spirit cop, like a like a a spirit border patrol agent, basically, who, due to personal circumstances, really hates these things. Re- like, really hates spirits. Really hates the spirits he encounters. And so he's sent to live with a like with a bunch of with a essentially a spirit border patrol agency that is ma- that is made up almost entirely of these spirits who are living under a singular human master and it purports to be about what what happens there but the reason i was kind of drawn to it was like oh immediately this is going on the list is 
this show has an old world feel. It has an almost um it it has a early two thousands um Natsume Book of Friends a little fruit baskety feel to it that I don't see that you don't see much of anymore. There's a lot of YouTube videos right now about the like downfall of shoujo and over on um, Anime Roundtable, the Canadian, the long running Canadian anime podcast, um, they had this whole conversation about like why shoujo isn't being pushed as much, and a lot of that is because of popularity and you know the the focus of a lot of the anime and manga crowd has become shonen, has become like shonen jump titles or titles that have a lot of shonen appeal, like Trigun Stampede, like Chainsaw Man. This show feels like it's blending that a little with aspects of shoujo, aspects of like more feminine focused storytelling and it it just it's really encouraging and I it also seems neat, and it's got some real Yakuza vibes, which I'm always into, so, yeah. And this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, most likely, although we'll see how the next show goes. But that that's really why I ended up being like, oh, I'm putting Malevolent Spirits Monogatari on... Um, on the list. It's going on the list, baby. Um, and then the last show I want to talk about is a show that's got a real sweet and to the point um, title just called High Card. And High Card... I don't know where this show came from, but I really fucking love it. High Card seems to be a heist show. <laughs> Or is working its way up to being a heist show that involves magical powers. So it's just it all of it. It's just it's real good. It's a real it's it's got it's got like great pretender mixed with Akka mixed with. Ocean's Eleven vibes in a way that's really great. It... Have you ever seen One Piece film goals? <sighs> they nail... High Card nails like a casino town like a gambling town, like a casino setup about as well as One Piece Film Gold does, and that's saying a lot because that show nailed, that film nailed the shit out of what, like, casino, what, like, the glitzy, kind of smarmy feel of casinos can be. Um, it's got a lot going on. It, it, 
It's really stylish. It's got a great... If the ending that they put on the end of the first episode is the OP, that's a great OP in, you know, both style and sound-wise and song-wise. Um, it it just seems like it's going to be a good time. So I was like, I'll, I'll sign up for this bullshit. I, if I had to like liken it to a show that you may have seen before, it's got big super crooks energy. <laughs> if you've never seen super crooks, motherfucker, go watch super crooks. Super crooks is great. Super crooks is fucking excellent on all levels. It's, it's a great show. I've talked about it on this podcast before. So if you want more of a like super crooks, moment definitely go check out the episode in whatever you're listening to me right now but super crooks is great and if you like super crooks my gut feeling is you'll probably like this show i out because i'll probably like this show um but on that note that's where i'm gonna call it quits this particular episode i know it's a little bit on the shorter side but that tends to be what these, what I'm watching episodes are. Um, if you want an extra, like an extra moment, I am probably going to try and watch um, Tomo Chan as a girl. I watched the first two episodes of that over at um, Anime NYC when I attended because they had a, like a panel where they were previewing different episodes. The reason why you never, why you didn't hear anything about that is other than people had seen it is because they had very scary big dudes in black suits just like flanking you at every on from every angle being like if you take out your phone we will kick you out of this room and you will not be allowed in and so we were all on our best behavior at least i thought we were all on our best behavior i didn't see anybody get kicked out but um i'm gonna try and watch that because it seems it seems real fun, but it's also much more mainstream than, um, certainly, not than Trigun Stampede, but certainly than High Card or Malevolent Spirit Monogatari. So, um, definitely check all those shows out, regardless. But on that note, I have been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio. If you like this episode, new episodes come out every Thursday and every other Sunday. Um, the Thursday shows are really more what the normal show is. It's about a specific show or property, and it's my thoughts on that. Um, the Sunday show is more metatextual. I don't put the I don't put my um, what I'm watching for the season in that area because I would like more people to hear this than. I would like the most people to hear this, is and usually that happens with the Thursday shows. Um, but the Sunday show is more metatextual. It's more about fandom, about animation, about the anime industry, and that kind of stuff. Um, or sometimes just about like entertainment in general, like the one on writing that I did uh, previously was. So definitely go check out both of those things in the feed wherever you're listening to me right now. And if you really like them, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to leave a five-star review on whatever app you are listening to me on right now. Um, it really helps the show. And definitely share the podcast with your friends. You know, the whole Metabots thing. Go get your friends. 
Um, on that note, I will talk to you next Thursday. So blind, still running, running out of sight in the night. A feeling goosebumps. You figure it out. A time on knock of a pain in the town. Addiction is affliction. I need to miss it. You really got me wrong. No, gotta take a chance. I gotta defend. You know who I am. I'm a track star. Just take a chance. Play the game. It sounds insane. Who made a wild cocaine? The knocking.